Hi, I'm Dolako Adelano, a lover of Jesus, and this is the Living the Life podcast, where you would learn scriptural and practical insights into knowing Jesus and expressing his life on the earth from the pages of scripture void of religion. You're welcome to today's episode of Living the Life podcast. On this episode, I'll be speaking on a very important topic and a very important issue, which is God is not mad at you. I want you to know that God is not mad at you. We live in a world where negative situations and circumstances occur at the speed of light. Currently, there's a global pandemic that has claimed over 2.6 million lives and infected almost 120 million people. For some, the pandemic may have not affected you or a loved one directly in the form of healthcare. However, you may have been affected in regards to unemployment and underemployment. And you're wondering, why did God do this to me? So you may be wondering, why did God do this to you? Why did he do it to you? Why did he allow you to go through the health challenge? Why did he allow you to lose your job? Why did he allow you to face a pay cut? Why did God do this to me? Is it because of my sin? Is my past before receiving Christ catching up with me? It's a valid question some people are asking. Now, these and many more are some of the questions many have asked and are asking in these times when they don't know how to navigate the situation they are in. This is what we'll be discussing on today's episode of Living the Life podcast. I'll be speaking and trying to make you know that God is not mad at you. No matter what you're going through, no matter what you are facing, God is not mad at you. And we'll take some of our teachings from the scripture. Um, I'll begin with the book of John chapter 8. But Jesus went to the Mount of Olives. Now early in the morning they came again into the temple and all the people came to him and he sat down and taught them. Then the scribes and Pharisees brought to him a woman caught in adultery and when they had set her in the midst, they said to him, Teacher, this woman was caught in adultery in the very air. Now Moses and the law commanded us that such should be stoned. But what do you say? This they said, testing him that they might have something of which to accuse him. But Jesus stooped down and wrote on the ground with his finger as though he did not hear. So when they continued asking him, he raised himself up and said to them, He who is without sin among you, let him throw a stone at her. And again he stooped down and wrote on the ground. Then those who heard it, being convicted by their conscience, went out one by one, beginning with the oldest even to the last. And Jesus was left alone and the woman standing in the midst. When Jesus had raised himself up and saw no one but the woman, he said to her, Woman, where are those accusers of yours? Has no one condemned you? She said, No one, Lord. And Jesus said to her, Neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. Then Jesus spoke to them again, saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. Now we see this encounter between Jesus the Pharisee and the woman caught in the very act of adultery. We see that Jesus didn't condemn the woman, but however, he did not condone her behavior. He told her afterward that she should do what? Go and sin no more. God doesn't condone sin. However, he doesn't condemn us. When we make a mistake, God is ever willing. His arms are wide open to bring us back. Another scenario we can see is the prodigal son in Luke 15. He went into righteous living and did everything. But when he came back, the father was already looking up from afar, waiting for him to return. That's the heart of God. God is our father, ever ready to receive us back into the fold, regardless of what we have done. He doesn't want us to be doing that. But even when we do something, God is not going to throw us away. He's going to embrace 
us and help cleaning us up. That is the God we serve. That is the Father that we have. And as a round off, I will just read three more scriptures, two from the book of Romans and the final one will be from the book of John. I'll read Romans 8 first, then I'll read Romans 5, then I'll read John 16. Romans 8, 32, I start with the NKJV says, He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Now, the TPT says, For God has proved his love by giving us his greatest treasure, the gift of his son. And since God freely offered him up as a sacrifice for us all, he certainly won't withhold from us anything else he has to give. So we see that God will certainly not withhold anything else from us that he has to give. Why? He freely gave us his son. So there's not else too hard for him to give to us. The message says, Romans 8.32, If God didn't hesitate to put everything on the line for us, embracing our condition and exposing himself to the worst by sending his own son, is there anything else he wouldn't gladly and freely do for us? So we see that there is nothing else that God wouldn't gladly and freely do for us. God is not mad at you. He is not angry at you. He is a loving father. He is willing and ready to receive you despite the challenge or the situation you find yourself. Now Romans 5, 1 to 11, passions. Our faith in Jesus transfers God's righteousness to us and he now declares us flawless in his eyes. This means we can now enjoy true and lasting peace with God, all because of what our Lord Jesus, the anointed one, has done for us. We see that everything that we are enjoying in God is because of what Jesus has done for us. Not because of anything we did, but we are beneficiaries of the goodness of Jesus when what he did for us. Two, our faith guarantees us permanent access into this marvelous kindness, hallelujah, that has given us a perfect relationship with God. We see, our faith gives us what? It guarantees us permanent access into God's marvelous kindness that has given us a perfect relationship with God. What incredible joy bursts forth within us as we keep on celebrating our hope of experiencing God's glory. Three, but that's not all. Even in times of trouble, hallelujah, we have a joyful confidence knowing that our pressures will develop in us patient endurance. And patient endurance will refine our character and proving character leads us back to hope. And this hope is not a disappointing fantasy because we can now experience the endless love of God cascading into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who lives in us. Six, for when the time was right, the anointed one came and died to demonstrate his love for sinners who were entirely helpless, weak, and powerless to save themselves. Now, would anyone dare to die for the sake of a wicked person? We can all understand if someone was willing to die for a truly noble person. But Christ proved God's passionate love for us by dying in our place while we were still lost and ungodly. Nine, and there's still so much more to say of his unfailing love for us. For through the blood of Jesus, we have heard the powerful declaration, you are now righteous in my sight. And because of the sacrifice of Jesus, you would never experience the wrath of God. We see, because of the sacrifice of Jesus, hallelujah, you would never experience the wrath of God. So God is not mad at you. God is not angry at you. God is not about to punish you. God is not about to harm you. No, because of the sacrifice, not because of what we've done, but because of what Jesus has done. And because of our belief in Jesus, God, oh, we are not going to experience the wrath of God. 10. So if 
while we were still sinners, God fully reconciled us to himself through the death of his son, then something greater than friendship is ours. Now that we are at peace with God and because we share in his resurrection life, how much more we will be rescued from sin's dominion. So we see that now that we are in Christ, we are we ought and we are going to be rescued from sin's dominion. Even if some of the things that we may be passing through is as a result of sin, the finished work of Jesus did not only eliminate the penalty for sin, but it also rendered inoperative the power of sin over our lives. You see that. 11 now says, and even more than that, we overflow with triumphant joy in our new relationship of living reconciled to God, all because of Jesus Christ. Remember, this podcast is basically about us understanding and seeing what Jesus has done. So we see that all the benefits that we are receiving and showing us that God is not mad at us, it's not because of what we've done. It's because of what Jesus has done. And we need to rest in that love and in that assurance that God is our loving Father all because of Jesus. Finally, Jesus speaking in John 16 33, NKJV says, These things I have spoken unto you, that in me ye might have peace. In the world ye shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Now we need to understand that this world, Satan is the God of this world. And since he's the God of this world, he has the legal rights to bring challenges, difficulties, pain, hurt to the world. But however, we see Jesus said, in Jesus you might have peace. Once you are a believer and you are in Jesus, you have peace. Regardless of the external situation, you have peace. I'll read a scripture that deals with this peace issue. Philippians 4, 6 to 8. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. So this is what we are to do. We are not to be anxious for anything. But in everything, we take all the challenges, all the circumstances, all the trouble we are facing, we do what? We take it to God in prayer and supplication and we add what? We add thanksgiving to it. Then we'll let our request be made known to God. And what will happen? The peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Then it now says, finally, in addition to this thing, this is the last thing you need to do. Brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are good report, if there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. Now, we need to meditate on the, on the things that are true praiseworthy, noble, things that edify. We shouldn't meditate on calamity. We shouldn't meditate on difficulty. We shouldn't meditate on pain. We should meditate on praiseworthy things. I believe you've been blessed and I believe that now you have come to an understanding that God is not mad at you. God is, for a lack of a better word, crazy and madly in love with you. That he did not spare his only begotten son. He put him on the line to save you when you a sinner. Now that you are in Christ, how much more will he do? This is a place where you are supposed to just give glory to God and thank him for what he has done. I believe you were blessed and I trust that with this revelation and understanding that you will live your life to the fullest with a full assurance and knowledge that God is not mad at you. Thank you for listening to today's episode. 
I believe that you were blessed, and I'm grateful that you took out time from your busy schedule to tune in. Now, I want you to quickly subscribe to this podcast and also share it to your friends, to your families and loved ones, so they'll also be beneficiaries of the blessings of this podcast. Have a great day.